Good evening, everybody. Brian Newbert here from GoldenBlack.com, live in his car. Once again, it's a new season, almost, here with our Golden Black Radio Express postgame podcast, this time following Purdue's 102-57 to exhibition game win over uh, Truman State, who I continually call the Truman Show, which I'm sure they hear quite a bit. I have made my left turn off of Northwestern Avenue on my way home from Mac Arena. I have a good eight to ten minutes here uh, to chat with you while I drive once again, so that's what we're going to do here. So thanks for listening, first off. Second of all, I want to make you all aware, if you're not already, that goldenblack.com has moved to the On3 Sports Network. You can access our site still through goldandblack.com as the URL. Uh, you can join us for your first year for only a dollar. Uh, I, I safely say you will get your money's worth um, 12 months of our Purdue uh, content, coverage, arguments, whatever you're looking for. It's going to be there, and it's only going to cost a dollar for a year. So for those are our existing subscribers, hopefully that makes you whole financially on the commitment you made to us. For those who haven't taken the plunge yet and joined us, I cannot think of a better time to do that than right this second. One dollar uh, for one year. So, all right, you don't want to hear any more commercials. So, uh, Purdue, 102 to 57 over Truman State. Purdue's one and only exhibition game of the year. Uh, the Cincinnati scrimmage, the private Cincinnati scrimmage, obviously doesn't count as an exhibition game. Uh, but you get two of these preseason competitions, and one of them could be a scrimmage, and one of them could be an exhibition game. Many years ago, Purdue needed two exhibitions in order to fill its season ticket package, if I recall correctly, so they played a lot of exhibition games. And then when the private scrimmage concept came along, uh, Purdue moved in that direction because it's better for team building, it's a better experience, just better competition. And nevertheless, uh, you only get one of these things a year, basically, in Mackey Arena anymore. And uh, it's not always relevant context to what you're going to be facing here in a couple weeks. Uh, every year, but I do think you saw a lot of positive things from Purdue tonight. Uh, I think offensively they looked way ahead of where I figured they'd be, given that they have a bunch of new guys, uh, your two most prominent ball handlers and decision makers are Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer, who were playing in their first college quasi game uh, tonight. You have a bunch of guys on this team who've never played with a big man as influential as Zach Eadie before. Uh, you have a bunch of guys playing uh, much different roles than they did last season. It would have been perfectly understandable had Purdue come out tonight and looked like it had never played basketball before. Uh, certainly not played basketball together, in large part because they haven't. Not only has this team not really played together uh, in live competition all that much, but their summer was broken by the fact that a bunch of guys, you know, didn't practice very much. Caleb Burst, Braden Smith, Brian Waddell, uh, Camden Heidi, uh, Zach E kind of came and went. David Jenkins didn't get on campus till midsummer. So it's not like you had the whole summer either together. So had Purdue come out and looked not so great, I think that would have been understandable. The fact that Purdue came out and looked pretty sharp. I thought their I thought their offensive execution early in the game, especially even when they didn't finish the play, I thought was really impressive. I thought it was really good. I thought it belied their collective experience together. I think anytime you end a game with four turnovers, especially in the context of where Purdue is, 
even though I think comparing last season's team to this season's team is a fool's errand because I think they're entirely different in a lot of ways. Uh, but nevertheless, Purdue is always going to want to take care of the basketball. I don't think this team is established enough, talented enough, whatever it might be, to undermine itself in any meaningful way and still expect to beat good teams. So it's going to be a huge thing that we uh, Purdue harps on all year, taking care of the basketball. I'm talking about every game. Uh, it's nothing revelatory because it's a, it's a Purdue staple every year. And uh, But I think it's particularly relevant for this team, especially in the context of what happened last season, more so in the fact that last season simply punctuated the importance of it. Uh, four turnovers for a team with all this new is, is, is really good. And that first turnover – I think was just like a defensive rebound. They fumbled out of bounds. So it's not a situation where you're making a lot of mental errors. You're making a lot of uh, execution errors, anything like that. Purdue got pressed, you know, in the first half against Cincinnati by every account. I wasn't there, but it's been explained to me in no uncertain terms that uh, Purdue just chased Cincinnati out of it. They ran it. They ran a, uh, a full court, uh, kind of trapping zone press kind of thing. Uh, and Purdue just beat it so bad that they had to stop doing it at halftime. Uh, that's something Purdue's going to see again because when people see a true freshman point guard and they see a true freshman you know, shooting guard who's going to have the ball in his hands a lot too, they're coming at you. Uh, that's just the nature of being young, but also the nature of looking young. And to a certain extent, Braden Smith is not the biggest player in the Big Ten. Uh, nor does he need to be to be a good player. Uh, Fletcher Lawyer is not as physically strong as he's going to be one day, and I don't know if he's ever going to be all that physically strong. That's not what his game is predicated on. But you do see those guys, and you know they've never played a college game before, and people are going to want to test them, especially with the way this non-conference schedule played out with Florida State being out there, being on that schedule, Marquette being on that schedule, uh, West Virginia in uh, Portland being on that schedule. You're going to see those guys tested and they've been tested. They were tested by Cincinnati, and they dominated it. And I think that that's a really positive thing because I think that you can make a really strong case that as influential and as productive as Zach Eadie's going to be this year, Purdue only does as well as his freshman guards can allow it to do because you have to play through their maturation process, and that's an uncomfortable position for any college basketball team to be in. But I think Purdue's as secure in it as possible. Uh, I think those guys have both done a great job so far, and I thought uh, whereas offensive execution can be kind of a can be kind of a proxy for where your freshman guards are, I thought their the first unit's offensive execution to start this game was damn near pristine. I thought it was outstanding, and then when the second unit comes in, that's where uh, that segues into my next point. I think, you know, Purdue is really going to share the ball. They have a good passing team. They have an unselfish team. They have a team that's going to play the right way, however you want it to find the right way here. Uh, but they got to find guys who are going to put the ball in the basket. And I think that that second unit tonight gave you some reason to think they've got some guys who may not be that clear number two or number three per se, but a group where there could be a different guy on every night. Now, I think you'd like to have guys you know are going to give you X amount of productivity every night, guys that defenses have to prepare for and worry about uh, to play off that a little bit. But I think you know Brandon Newman and David Jenkins both come off the bench and they both make shots. They're both efficient. They're both under control. They're both poised. 
and that gave Purdue a real shot in the arm offensively. I think that, damn, that pickup truck just passed me like one of the Star Destroyers at the start of Star Wars. Anyway, um, got places to be, apparently. Uh, and then the Caleb first, Trey Kaufman ran a combination as that sort of maybe not number two backcourt, but what under a lot of circumstances would be that 1B backcourt. I think there could be some real offensive punch there. I think there could be offensive flexibility. I think there could be defensive flexibility. And I think that's the reason why Purdue quietly feels like they've got one of the best backcourts in the country this year. Uh, they've got one of the more deeper ones, but also a much more dynamic one than they've had in the past because First and Kaufman Wren can do a lot of different things. You've seen Kaufman Wren now. He led Purdue in scoring in Cincinnati, uh, and he gets 15 points off the bench uh, tonight, all basically uh, in the low post. One quick catch and fire three early on showed you what he can he can do offensively, showed you how they can get the ball to him on the block, they can get out of the way, and he can go to work, and he can be really be really productive. I think first, you know, hasn't shot the ball well yet the way uh, he has in the preseason, the way he will this season. He'll, he'll make a three or two a game. He'll get you some garbage points every game. He'll get you a dunk or two off cuts to the basket, rolls and pick and roll, things like that. He'll cobble together enough opportunities through his effort and systematic stuff to really be productive for Purdue. And then those two guards coming off the bench, Jenkins and and uh, Brandon Newman, I think if those guys can give you a little bit of offensive punch off the bench, that's a lot of guys who, who can put the ball in the basket uh, there. Now, I don't know if you've got that clear number two once again, but I think you've got a lot of options. You've got a lot of good offensive pieces to go along with the right mentality in terms of, of sharing the ball and passing the ball. Now, does your experience, if you're one of those teams that's going to make that extra pass, and throw the ball around all over the place and really work to hunt uh, hunt defenses that are scrambling, do you have the experience level to not make one pass too many or one pass too few or one bad pass or whatever or uh, pass to a guy zigging when he's supposed to be zagging, things like that? That's you know where things might get tricky against a good defense is whether or not those guys can read each other's minds the way teams who played 100 college basketball games together tend to. Uh, compared to the Vince Edwards, Dakota Mathias, P.J. Thompson teams, where those guys got to the point where they knew what each other were doing all the time, but it took 70 college games for them to get there. This team has no college games yet. They have the same mentality, I think, and in time they'll have that same experience level, but they're not even close to that at this point. So does that extra pass lead to the occasional turnover? Yeah, probably. But I think you'd rather take that than – you know, hero ball or anybody taking bad shots or whatever. So I think this is going to be a really fun, uh, interesting team to watch and cover, especially for Purdue fans who appreciate, I think, some of the things that this team is wired to be. Um, I think they're going to try hard. I think they're going to listen. I think they're going to, um, you know, be a little more detail-oriented, uh, things like that, a little more blue-collar, if you will. Uh, I'm just reeling off cliches here as I drive down the street. Uh, so I think this was a good start for Purdue, but it is only a start. I, I just want to keep banging this drum that I think November and December, you're going to be sitting here watching a team grow before your very eyes. And I, I don't know if they're going to be the, the most well-refined uh, basketball organization you're going to see. But I think it's worth reminding over and over again that 
you want to be good when it matters most, and that's Big Ten play, and that's the postseason. You know, Purdue was awesome, awesome to start last season, and obviously things didn't end up working out thereafter in any way Purdue wanted it to. Uh, Purdue would love to flip that around this year, even if that means a couple of losses early in the season, but you'd love for this to mirror 2019 where you peak when it matters most and everything before that is just part of the process. And I think there's going to be a pretty uh, a pretty distinct process involved with this team. There's no telling what the outcome's going to be, but that's what makes college sports so fun. So that's what I got from Purdue's 102 to 57 uh, exhibition win over Truman State. I just pulled into my driveway, so we're at 12 minutes and 45 seconds right now. So that's how long it takes me to drive home from Mackey Arena, apparently. So want to remind you once again, one year of goldandblack.com. That is our URL. Type that in. It will bring you to our new On3 Sports site. There you should see some banners for a $1 deal. You can sign up for a dollar um, for the first year of access, uh, access to our premium board, uh, access to all of our subscription-based content, things like that, and uh, we don't think you'll be disappointed. So thanks, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it, and I'll talk to you again early next week when Purdue opens the season against the good land, Milwaukee.